morning we're going to take communion. <laughs> we are going to take what God has promised. We are going to take what our Father has so lavishly provided for us. When I was asking the Lord what to do for communion, he gave me something kind of weird. <laughs> I was raised in a holiness tradition, and so before communion, you had to have silence. You had to have sorrow. You had to beat yourself up for a good 10, 15 minutes to make yourself ready to receive the Lord's body and blood. That is religion. That is not righteousness. Because righteousness is a gift that he has given us and that we stand in regardless of our behavior. This is a good thing. <laughs> I had a whole bunch of not being right with God because of my behavior. Because really, if you're going to be blessed because of your, your behavior, you better be perfect. All the time. Not just most of the time. That's Old Covenant. One of the things he asked me to talk to you about this morning for this is in uh, 1 Corinthians. And it sounds a lot like Old Covenant because it is. I'm going to read it to you. In 1 Corinthians 10, this is the Passion Translation. My dear fellow believers, you need to understand that all of our Jewish ancestors who walked through the wilderness long ago were under the glory cloud and passed through the waters on the sea on both sides. They were all baptized into the cloud of glory, into the fellowship of Moses, and into the sea. They all ate the same heavenly manna, drank water from the same spiritual rock that traveled with them. That rock was Christ himself. Yet God was not pleased with most of them, and their dead bodies were scattered around the wilderness. Now, it was going so good until we got to that part. <laughs> what? <laughs> now, all of these things serve as types and pictures for us, lessons that teach us not to fail in the same way by callously craving worthless things and practicing idolatry, as some of them did, for it is written. The people settled into their unrestrained revelry, and with feasting and drinking, they rose up and became wildly out of control. That's quite a party. <laughs> Neither should we commit uh, sexual immorality, as some of them did, which caused the death of 23,000 on a single day. Nor should we ever provoke the Lord, as some of them did, by putting him to outrageous tests that resulted in their death from snake bites day after day. And we must not embrace their ways by complaining and grumbling and with discontent, as many of them did, and were killed by the destroyer. All of the tests endured on their way through the wilderness are a symbolic picture, an example that provides us with a warning so that we can learn through what they experienced. For we live in a time when the purpose of all the ages is now past. Salvation is here. God is inside of us. It is now completing its goal within us. That's the point. Jesus has met his goal. He has brought salvation so that's on the inside. One of the things the Lord was speaking to me about is often Christians feel condemned because they feel like they're wildly out of control. <laughs> they can't stop eating. They can't stop drinking. They can't stop cussing. They can't stop smoking. They can't stop this. They can't stop that. And they're like, really probably shouldn't take communion. Exactly the opposite. It's exactly the opposite. You see, communion is a grace. 
It is the body and the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ, and it is a free gift. And it is full of potential. You see, we know that when we take communion, we proclaim the Lord's death. We also proclaim our own. His death is our death. The old man did die. My flesh may get the better of me once in a while, but that's not who I am. I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, and I have a right to come to the table and get whatever I need. <laughs> I get whatever I need because it's promised. It's already granted. You can even take communion for somebody else. I know some people don't like that. <laughs> but there was a Syrophoenician woman who came and got healing when it wasn't even part of anything to do with her. She was a Gentile, and God gave her grace. It wasn't even for her. It was for her baby. You could take communion for somebody else because what you're doing is you're saying, I'm taking what God has given for those I love. And he honors it. You see, it's faith. It's faith that takes. It's faith that says, I believe you're so good <laughs> that I can do this for my child or my neighbor or my spouse or my kid or my pastor. <laughs> I have the same rights and privileges as Jesus Christ himself. If Jesus can tell a Syrophoenician woman, it's done. So can we. Because it really is done. It really is complete. One of the things we can do is when we're having problems with our flesh, because that's all that it is. And why did all those people die in the wilderness and all that? Because of flesh. <laughs> but they didn't have the spirit. They didn't have the everlasting life. What they did is they disqualified themselves from being able to have the life God wanted them to have. That's what they lost, the life God wanted them to live. And Christians fall into flesh. Let's just face it, it's just flesh. <laughs> but flesh doesn't have the right to take our destiny. It doesn't have the right to take our crown off of our head. It doesn't take away our authority. It doesn't take away our position. It doesn't take away our power. He says, you have the power to take dominion over that thing. And if you have a flesh issue, Start taking communion over it. Declare the death of the Lord Jesus Christ is my death, and my flesh will not rule me. I rule my flesh. I take authority. He honors your faith in his grace. And that's exactly what communion is. Because faith does something. Faith does something. Forever, it was, you know, Okay, Lord, I'm believing you're going to do something. <laughs> that doesn't do anything. If you think God's going to do something, you'll be waiting a long time. <laughs> but when we start believing he's already done it, when it's already finished, when I have it right now, when I don't care if I don't feel any different, I'm having what God says is mine. I have authority over my flesh. I have authority over sickness. I have authority over death. I have authority over lack. I have authority. And I can release that authority through my words. And I can release that authority through my actions. Faith takes. Faith takes. And God loves it. When we take, <laughs> faith pleases God. 
He says, please take it. <laughs> Don't leave it on the table. In John chapter 6, again, the, the Passion Translation. These words of Jesus sparked an angry outburst from the Jews. They protested, saying, does this man expect us to eat his body? <laughs> Jesus replied unto them, listen to this eternal truth, unless you eat. And the word eat is crunch. <laughs> crunch. <laughs> Chew it. <laughs> Feed on it. Unless you eat the body of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you will not have eternal life. Eternal life comes to the one who eats my body and drinks my blood, and I will raise him up at the last day. For my body is real food. This isn't imaginary. Jesus says, this is my body. <laughs> it's more than just a symbol. It's a point of contact. It is believing that what he says is true, that it is more than just a cracker, and it's more than just some juice. It's not snack time. <laughs> It's taking time. My body is real food for your spirit, and my blood is real drink. The one who eats my body and drinks my blood lives in me, and I live in him. The Father of life sent me, and he is my life. In the same way, the one who feeds upon me, I will become his life. That's why flesh gets the best of us, because we're not pulling on his life. This communion helps us pull on his life, to take what actually belongs to us, all of him. We can pull on it by an act of faith. I am not the bread that your ancestors ate and later died. I am the living bread that comes from heaven. Eat this bread and you will live forever. Life starts with Jesus. The moment you receive him, you have his life and it's a forever life. Amen? The weapons of our warfare are not carnal. You can't fight flesh with flesh. <laughs> you never win. <laughs> but we fight flesh with spiritual. We apply that which is spiritual. We apply grace and faith to that which irritates us. We apply grace and faith to that area of our life where we need the power of the Holy Spirit. Maybe it's in an area where you have to love somebody you don't particularly like. <laughs> Grace, power, strength, everything you need, everything you need is in his body. I invite you to eat. Of course, on the night before he died, he took the cup too. And he said, this is the blood of the new covenant. Take and drink all of it. Father, we thank you for the precious blood and body of our Lord Jesus. We thank you, Father, that we can have the life you planned for us. We can have all that you have bought and purchased. You can help us to walk into everything you promised. So, Father, we take it we take our power, we take our authority, we take your grace, we take your strength, we take your joy, we take everything that we have need of, and we say thank you, thank you, thank you. You heal us, you provide for us, you have already healed us, you have already provided for us, and we are walking in and taking hold of that which you have already 
given. And we thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen.